Denial is the most predictable of all human responses. Conspiracy theorists of the world unite. He is refining his methods. He is evolving. There have been other times when a danger upon the world required the services of singular individuals. There are, of course, those who do not want us to speak. Are you like a crazy person? I'm quite sure they will say so. Everybody's good, man. Everybody looks like it's going well so far. So, uh, listen, everybody, thanks for joining in at a very special episode of Dark Fringe Radio. Uh, we're doing this live on Instagram, and so... Uh, this is a very special episode, and we uh, hope everybody is uh, interactive with us. Please, if there's anything that you guys want to talk about, uh, please just leave a message there, and we'll be more than happy uh, to, uh, you know, address. So, Jay, I just want to kind of get things started. There's been a lot of things in the news as of late, um, especially within the last 24 hours. I mean, I hate to go to mainstream news, but um, there's a lot of shit happening. Um, I kind of wanted to bring up... Well, there's a story that actually is kind of close to home here. And uh, when I mean close to home, I mean in Jupiter, Florida. And I'm not sure if you know where I'm going with this oh, story. Oh, I know, I know exactly yes. what you're talking about. You right. were talking about, you're talking about the new Sprout coming on uh, Frederick Small and Military, right? The new no, 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 that's not it. No, that's not, no. The, that's not it. No, there is no. a story coming out of Jupiter, Florida. And uh, it has to do with your uh, near and dear uh Patriot fans, uh, the New York, uh, the New England Patriots. Oh, and, I love uh, the New England Patriots and their fans. Tom Brady. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah, good Giorgiano. I don't know why I did it was Wisconsin accent. Well, you know, the issue is, is that the owner of the New England Patriots was busted uh, last week in Jupiter, Florida, for um, soliciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which kind of gets me in a kind of like um, a very uh, precarious situation because. If you're worth $6.6 billion, right, and you own the New England Patriots, you have a lot of money. Yeah. Um, Why are you getting a handjob for 70 bucks at a spa in Jupiter, Florida, and risking Uh, all of that? Two reasons. One, current economy. Got to make sure you got something for the future. (laughs) And and two, because you're in Jupiter, Florida. What else are you going to do? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Um, I actually like Jupiter, Florida. I like to go camping out there. Um, I, not so much. I work. At, I actually work in Jupiter. So <laughs> you work in Jupiter. Better, the better question, really, though, Will, you're missing the, the whole point entirely. The better question is, when you're worth eight bajillion dollars, right? Can't can't you afford to just bring like you could buy like a whole mail order thing? Like you don't have to. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't. I don't get I don't it. You're get worth it. six point six. Well, like I was saying uh, earlier, I was uh, talking to someone uh, regarding it. That's like, you know, that's like um, being a like a rich person. Like, say for instance, like Chris Rock or Snoop Dogg, and going to the hood to go buy weed. Just doesn't make sense. I mean, you know no. what I mean? It, it, it just doesn't no. make sense. No, you know what I mean? You would risk all that to, you know, 
it, it doesn't it doesn't equate. But anyways, that was just one of the headlines I kind of wanted to bring up today that uh, <laughs> came across well, a lot of people's uh, you know radar, of course, you know. Well, it's not as it's not quite as current. It's not quite as newsy. Uh, it's not as mainstreamy, but it does go along with the whole celebrity motif you've already started with. Uh, you know. You and I talked a little bit about Jose Canseco the other day. Yeah, the uh, of course the uh, super em- embroiled uh, failed in uh, a lot of uh, issues with the uh, steroids abuse. Unfortunately, Mister Jose Canseco. Yeah. Well, yeah. Ha- I mean, you have to give him credit. Okay? Yeah. He came out and said he, he came out and said he did it, and then he totally narked on all of his buddies that did it. Snitch. So it wasn't by himself. So it wasn't by himself, and that's okay. But what's yeah, interesting but about Jose Canseco? Snitches get stitches. There's this right. being, so you know he has a history of doing some some pretty weird shit. Um, you know he would take celebrity boxing matches and actually have his brother show up for them. Yeah, yeah. You know that. Yeah, because his brother that, coincidentally looks almost exactly like him, except for different tattoos. Yeah, well, yeah, that too. Just saying. So try to pass off his brother as him. And then recently I found out that you can actually go on either a UFO or a uh, Bigfoot watching excursion out in Nevada with Jose Canseco. And it only costs like $10,000. So $10,000 can go out into the wilderness with Jose Canseco in the desert and supposedly yeah. look for UFOs. You, you pay 5000 up front because... Everything starts with 5000 up front. Uh, right. It's totally legit. Uh, you get into an RV with Jose Canseco, probably. You go out into the desert, and you look for Bigfoot, because that's where he's known to chill. Or you see, or you're, you go to try to find UFOs, and when you get there, you pay him the remaining $5,000. Ah, I get it. So it's one of those kind of deals. Okay. Well, it sounds like one of those shakedowns that uh, some of these... Uh, <laughs> Uh, broken down celebrities do once they have hit a certain plateau and uh, can't really dude. do much I wouldn't want to mess with him. Well, listen, yeah, listen, he's a big guy and all, but I, you know, I think it's you know his time has come and gone. But um, yeah, again, I think it's just one of those kind of things that you know these celebrities kind of hold on to something to try to you know make a buck on, and it's sad. It's kind of sad to see that, you know. Um, Jay, I wanted to ask you. There's just been this huge story that's been in the news um, probably within the last two weeks. Um, it's this uh, Jesse Smollett guy who faked his own attack in Chicago. He was this guy who was an actor on this show called Empire on TV. And yeah. supposedly he had came out and said that he was attacked. And yeah. Um, yeah. He shouldn't beat himself up. Well, he paid two guys to do that for him. And, I know. Um, that's part yeah. of the meme, too. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, the... That's a it's a big story and it's 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 sad to see somebody actually do something like that to kind of garner attention uh you know to you know try to make a point and it sucks you know what I mean because it kind of puts a bad taste in everyone's mouth and it sets a bad precedent for anybody else that's actually has an issue a real issue you know what I mean that actually really has something going on Yeah I mean here's the thing a lot of those celebrities to become celebrities have to kind of be comfortable with the spotlight being shined on them and one of the ways a lot of them like to stay current is they kind of get embroiled in some of these, you know, really current, trending, you know, actions. And unfortunately, he, he went the wrong route and kind of he's going to end up ruining his career just just as so many other celebrities have done by just being dumb. 
Yeah, it's 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 actually very silly, and it just it's it's one of those classic cases. You know, you just kind of see it happen, and it's you know you can't help but just to watch, and you know it's going to happen. But um, so we have this situation here. It's all over the news. It's taking all over the news by mainstream everywhere. I mean, they're talking about it on every uh, three-letter, um, you know, corporation television station. Um, but I wanted to talk about some other, you know, stories that are out there that are actually happening right now that people are not talking about because of this story that's out there and just kind of like overwhelming the news, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I have a kind of a list here, and one of the ones I have on the list was Houston police admitted that a raid that killed an innocent couple was likely based on lies. So check this out. Uh, despite their best intentions of sweeping the deaths of Dennis and Regina Tuttle under the rug, the Houston Police Department is currently under the microscope of the nation. As the TFTP reported over the weekend, the officer involved in obtaining the evidence for the raid, Gerald Goins, is accused of lying about the evidence which led to the raid, which were, there was never any. So uh, also in yet another move, the FBI is stepping in and as well as the Houston area prosecutors who examined 1,400 other cases that are linked to the cop who fabricated evidence to spark the raid on this innocent couple in which they were murdered and in their own home by police. So you have a situation here where there's this dirty cop who is, um, you know, basically doing these things on, you know, little to no evidence, basically. In Houston, Texas, you know. I mean... Listen, the state in which we live is a, is a crazy and a scary one, and we have to be on guard all the time. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it's one of those things. It's one of the big things that the Founding Fathers came, kind of were based on was uh, government that governs least is government that governs best. And at this point, it almost seems like the government is constantly uh, in, our, in our pockets, in our business. You know, you know the NSA is constantly... Uh, watching us, and you can't you can't sacrifice liberty for safety. And sometimes right. it feels like with our current society, with how fast things are moving, that that's exactly what we do. And it becomes it becomes scary. And that's one of the reasons why the Second Amendment is so muddled up. Actually, I read a story, and it was the other thing I was going to bring up. Did you hear about this 11 year old in Alabama that shot a, uh, a would be house robber? Uh, no. Please tell me. Oh, you didn't see it. No, I didn't. I just laughed right. because it was Alabama, but just go ahead, please proceed. So, 11-year-old, uh, Christopher Gaither, I think his name was, um, was home by himself on Wednesday, hears something, realizes that someone's breaking into his house, which apparently this person has broken into their house multiple times. Oh, really? The kid goes, kid goes and gets his 9mm, or ah, 9mm, I don't know if it was his or his parents, um, gets his 9mm, tells the guy that he's going to shoot him. <laughs> the guy says he'll kill him and F him and his words exactly. Right. And proceeds to put a whole bunch of stuff into uh, a laundry basket and carry it out. So as soon as this guy starts coming out, this kid starts shooting 9mm hollow points. <laughs> <laughs> Not today, motherfucker. It. Not today. <laughs> not today, Satan. Not today. Not today. <laughs> no, 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 no. He was not so playing. Oh. It goes his twelfth and final shot. I mean, it was his twelfth shot. Right. Goes through the laundry basket <laughs> into into dude's leg. 
the dude falls on ground. Yeah, okay. So, and again, according to the kid, I quote, the, the guy starts crying like a baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shot yeah. your leg with a hollow point. Crying like, I'd be crying like I a baby too. You would, I would be crying like a baby. I would cry like yeah. a baby. Uh, but the best part, the best part of this whole thing, the best part is you watch the video and you see the interviewer talking to this kid, and it's so it's so Alabama and it's so funny. The <laughs> kid's like, "He started crying like a baby." Oh lord! So, so then, then the guy's like, "Well, how did you become such a crack shot?" <laughs> oh, so he threw this kids as an advantage. Kid for <laughs> one, one for twelve, crack yeah. shot. Crack shot, yeah. And he goes. He goes, I play a game with my stepdad where we shoot zombies for practice. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's all you can say, right? Exactly. I mean, listen, it's, a, it's a great story. If anybody were ever break into my house, I really hope my kids, I have no doubt my daughter would do that for sure. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I would hope my kids would would go ahead and, I hope they hit up with all 12. All 12. right, right, right. Uh, right. <laughs> but it was it was funny how the kid's like he's crying like a baby, gets hit oh, in the leg with a hollow point. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's 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 what's gonna happen. I'm sorry. Well, uh, that's that's an interesting story, Jay. Thank you for bringing that up. I really appreciate that. That just uh, uh, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, that brings a highlight to my day right there. It um, <laughs> made me laugh. It <laughs> made me laugh. Uh, another story I wanted to bring up. There's this BBC producer who came forward uh, with some bombshell evidence showing um, how the alleged sarin gas attack in Syria never actually really happened. Now, this is a big thing uh, that happened um, last year where, you know, uh, Syria, uh, you know, the guy over there, Assad, supposedly gassed his own people. And, you know, that was the that was what the narrative was put out there in the news. And uh, they were showing footage of that, you know, people in these tents, you know, uh, suffering. It looks like these, you know, kids were, you know, gassed and stuff like that. But uh, supposedly... Uh, this guy on the BBC had some evidence. So mainstream media quickly picked up the horrific uh, videos from Duma Hospital. Uh, that's where all the victims I was just telling you about, Jay, from the poison attack. Uh, the hospital scene was enough to assemble the UN emergency session and prompt a U.S.-led coalition of the willing, that was what it was called at that time, uh, to rain down dozens of missiles on Damascus and other locations. So um, this reputable producer, his name is um, Ram Dalidi. Um, he was a uh, long term reporter in the Middle East, um, he actually took the liberty of actually coming out and saying, hey, listen, a lot of the stuff that was out there uh, was staged and faked. Um, mm -hmm. And that, it, yes, that Assad did attack the people, but he never attacked the people with, um, you know, any kind of searing gas or anything like that. So they made it and purported it a lot worse than it would actually was. And so that's, a, you know, it's a conspiracy theory, you know. Why, why is it? Why? why? Go ahead. Why would somebody do that? Why would they attack, but then make it look like they attacked in just a different a different manner? Right? Is, is it a fear tactic to get to get people to fall in line? Like what? I guess no. what would be the outcome? What would be the the end goal? Well, I think what they're saying is is this is the conspiracy theory. The conspiracy theory is is that the narrative that's being put out by the media is actually not right, and you know you have these fake staged you know hospitals with people in it. And what they're trying to report is something that's something far seriously worse than what it was. It is kind of weird how us as humans, we kind of like put things in different levels as far as, okay, yeah, we can go attack a person and go kill them using a rifle or a missile. 
But then the minute that you start using like sarin gas, it becomes a different thing. When in reality, it's really all the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. just as bad, if not worse. But, you know, that's the whole purpose. So they wanted people to kind of like, they wanted the UN to kind of like, uh, you know, react to it by making it, purporting it a lot worse than what it was. So that's the theory. What do you think? Uh, I mean, it's definitely a good scare tactic. You know, you, you go back to like World War II with, you know, the Agent Orange and, you know, there's chemical attacks and things of that nature seem so much more scary because while bullets mm -hmm. and bombs and guns are scary, you can do things to kind of mitigate them. You can do things to, uh, it's, it's, it's almost like chemical warfare seems so much more, uh, scary and, Yes, Jen, more threatening. Thank you, yes. Jen. Um, so, yeah, it, it can definitely be much more of a scare tactic. I, but I, I don't know, man. I guess I can't get really into that mindset, that, that, that kind of head frame. You know yeah, I mean? it, it's, yeah, it's some really, like, heavy stuff because you have to think that, you know. Damn, you brought heavy stuff tonight. I'll yeah, talk about an 11-year-old Alabama shooting <laughs> a kid with a, a, a dude with a fucking hollow point. A You're hollow talking point. about. You're, yeah. talking about, you're talking about uh, chemical warfare, man. Yeah. Well, listen, that's what yeah. it's about. We got to go from one extreme to another. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's deep, man, because you don't, you know, you hear well, that's what we're doing, then let's talk about Jumanji 2. Oh, shit, Jumanji 2. <laughs> oh, shit. But, you know, it's it's scary to think that, you know, what sometimes you may hear in the news is not really what's going on. That's, that's, the, well, that's the bottom I, line to this whole narrative. You know... And it kind of goes back, and maybe it's because I'm a history buff, maybe it's because I was taught you, you don't know where you're going until you've seen where you've been. Um, but so you'll be going from puppies to war. Yeah, We've already done that. We've already yeah. done that. Um, basically, we always have to hold the government accountable. We can't always just assume that what they're telling us is the truth. They've proven multiple times that, that what they're telling us is it's propaganda. It, it's fun yeah, for us it to, to it's fun for us to be able to uh, receive it. it we, it's made to be more palatable for us. And I'm not saying that everything is is that way, that everything that happens is has an alternative motive. But mm. you have to look at it as if it's if it, if it does, you have to take. You can't go in with with these rose colored glasses and just assume that everything is is hunky dory. You right. have to question everything. So that way, in the instance of those things that aren't, you know, true or or, or aren't all the way one hundred percent, we pick up on it so we can be fully informed. This is the age. Information. I mean, at this point, we are more informed as a society than ever, which is probably why we now more are more in tune with the things that are bullshit that the government does. Yeah, it's 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 very apparent, and uh, you know that's that's the good thing about social media. Um, there's a lot of bad, of course, about it, and um, you know there's a lot of horrible things about it, uh, to be quite honest. Um, but there are some good benefits to it, and uh, that's one of the good things, being able to disseminate information quickly at a very fast pace and get things out there so that way people can actually share it. Um, I mean, think about it now. Like, I mean, if you think about 20 years ago, um, well, how did you get your news? You got it on the television or a newspaper. 
uh, but more likely it was through the television. You know, now yeah. you're getting it. You're getting it through your feed through either Twitter or Facebook or you know Instagram. That's where you're getting your but, news now. But here's the other thing with what with twenty years ago. Twenty years ago, journalists tended to have more journalistic credibility. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they they didn't want to report falsehood. They didn't want to report. Uh, it wasn't opinion based. It wasn't. It was more right. fact based. It was. It, right. There was a lot of fact checking to it. Now it all seems like opinion, and we also live in a generation where if somebody identifies as a lamp, then we call them a lamp, and and that doesn't make any sense. I, I'm I don't judge I, whatever people want to be known as. You know, if if a man feels like he's lamp. truly a woman, I love lamp. I love lamp. <laughs> I love lamp. <laughs> best part of that movie. Best part of that movie was the, was the funeral scene. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there's there's only three times, three yeah. times in movies I have laughed harder than that. <laughs> I remember seeing it there and just dying laughing. Oh, yeah, <laughs> love Steve Carell. Yeah, <laughs> would just say they don't yes. have to try. That's... To top their last story, it's all about the reaction factor. That's now, correct. It, it, That's it's correct. true. It's true. That's right. Unfortunately, everybody is a bunch of attention whores. And this is coming from someone that teaches classes all day, being the center of attention, and does a <laughs> podcast by night. <laughs> I, identify. I identify. I identify with Lamp. I identify with yeah. Lamp. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it, it, it's right. you're right, Jen, um, by pushing the narrative constantly – that's all they need to do. Um, it doesn't have to be topped by the, you know, the last story. It just as long as they keep pushing the narrative, um, and that's the story they want to continue to push. It's the, you know, they're, they're going to continue to get the same reaction out of people. So, you know, that's well, very yeah. astute. Of I mean, yeah. you you go back to a couple months ago, and we talked about this in one of our podcasts. It was right around the time that uh, maybe it was during the Olympics. I remember that uh, you know Trump was having this whole thing with the whole possibility of nuclear war, and right about that same time, you also call all the, all the NFL players, you know, bastards or something, and we were mm-hmm. all focused on, on the whole people kneeling during the anthem, uh, which I understand why it gets people upset, and I understand why people are passionate about it, and I can appreciate why people are passionate about it, but we should have been more focused on the, the problem at hand, which was the fact that, that there was a real threat of nuclear war with, with North Korea, and... It's just like this Robert Kraft thing. We we laughed at, at the Kraft thing. We we you know we joke about it and and yeah okay. So he lost uh, he lost Warren Buffett four billion dollars today. Um, right. But that that being said, nobody's talking about the actual the, the real the shit sex trafficking that's yeah, going on exactly. through Jupiter of all places. Right. If it's, it's in going our backyard. Through Jupiter, what you else is it go- I, I mean, come on. What else you is it going there. through? Yeah. I do. I do, yeah. and it's a yeah. and it's a great place, and it's a great city. And if it can happen in Jupiter, trust me, it can happen anywhere, and probably is Absolutely. happening everywhere. And Absolutely. we don't do enough, or aren't focused enough. Everybody's pissed off at, at at him for trying to get a handy. Let's try to figure out where these girls are coming from. Right. Absolutely. That's the part that people don't talk about. You know what I mean? They just focus on the the more juicier part of the story, and and that's the that's the problem. You know, and that's. Uh, that's the unfortunate part of, of the mainstream media. You know, they don't talk about what we're talking about here. Um, they just don't. to go back, uh, just to go back, Jen, um, you're absolutely right. You, you actually mentioned something about, um, when you worked, uh, with a company and you actually, uh, witnessed, um, how, uh, a story was changed, uh, midway to make it sound better. I, I've totally seen that. I've seen that with my own eyes as well. 
Um, and I know some other people who've actually been in the industry um, that is uh, that I'm sure have seen the same thing as well. You know, um, it's amazing what they can make a story, uh, sensationalize it, add more meat to it and sizzle. And uh, they'll do it. it. It doesn't make, you know, it doesn't, it, there's no reason for them to do it, but they do it because of the ratings. Um, and uh, just well, there's the reason watch. right there. Yeah, there's the reason. Right there. Honestly, honestly, it goes it goes back to honestly my 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 personal belief and and what is majorly wrong with society. Everything is all mm. about the money. Everything is about the almighty right. dollar and how much revenue those the one percenters can get. And don't get me wrong, I would love to hit the lotto tomorrow, hit the Powerball, and have five hundred billion dollars in my pocket. That being said. If everything we do, everything that is done is revenue-based. It's all driven by money, which means that there's never enough to satisfy all of us. So those who have it continue to fight to get more of it because it's almost an addiction. Right. You know, like people have addictions to their phones or to meth or to porn or well, whatever the case beer. Or beer, whatever. yeah. Or to take... But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's in that tea? What? So, but this it all goes back to it all goes back to the same thing. It's yeah. money. Money right. is what drives everything. And those who have it want more of it, and those who don't have it want more of it. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's kind of that's it makes more sense if you get more ratings, you sell more advertising, you get mm -hmm. more advertising, you get more money. So the more that's money right. you get, the more advertising you have. But it's 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 like you hear about the first time people getting high, and I say you hear because it's all suspect to me because I don't know anything. Um, <laughs> you get high one time, and you're told that you know marijuana is a gateway drug, and it you you start with this baseline. I remember this being explained to me in Dare in seventh it's grade. It's a gateway drug to the the refrigerator. That's what it is. <laughs> Excuse me, but okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> So you start off with this baseline, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. and the first time, the first time you get high, you go like this. But then as you come down, it kind of goes like this. So then you're constantly chasing that high, and you can never seem to get back to this normal balance. And yes, right. there are chemicals in your brain that once you enhance or or, or do something like that, it can be permanently permanently screwed depending on what you're doing. At the same at the same token. It, that's what the money is. It, it's yeah. people that have. Yeah, you're right. We 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 all. It's, it's money, 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 money. And very rarely do people step back and go, "Whoa, what? What's the what's the baseline behind it? What is right. it really meaning? What are they really talking about? What is going on?" And and that's a big thing uh, for those who don't know that Dark Fringe Radio is really all about it. We try to we pick a topic and we try to get down uh, to the nuts and bolts of it and see if we can give our own opinions on what we believe might be really happening now. Whether we're right or wrong or indifferent, it's entertaining. Right. It's exactly right. Um, and you're right, Ashley. You know, Hollywood is a lot more story than it is real news. And actually, that's a great segue. I wanted to kind of like make a little break here uh, for a second here, Jay. Uh, next week, uh, we have an episode where we're talking about haunted Hollywood. Um, and we're going to be getting into a lot of that, um, you know, that topic and talk about a lot of different stories and things that have come out of Hollywood. A lot of creepy shit, of course, from that neck of the woods. Uh, so we'll be getting into that next week, and we hope you guys tune into that and enjoy that. Um, and then next week, um, we're either planning either Friday or Saturday. We haven't decided yet, but we will let you know um, by Monday uh, which day we decide. But it's going to be our 50th episode. We're also going to do that live here on Instagram. 
And um, and so we hope you guys enjoyed that. So it's 50 episodes, Jay, uh, next week that, uh, that, that we'll be at. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy, crazy how far we've come. And I know going back and listening to all those old, old episodes, first off, right. Uh, we've come, we've come a long way in quality. Oh yeah, uh, content, content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cringed. Oh, yeah. I cringed. It was a year ago. I was oh, cringing. I cringed too. I cringed oh, too. Oh my god, it was so bad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it should be uh, the Haunted Hollywood episode is a pretty good one, uh, and our fiftieth episode. That's a that's a big one. I can't believe it's we're we're at fifty already. Yeah. Uh, with fifty yeah. after fifty episodes, we've we've come a long way. We've grown a long way. And uh, thanks to the support from everybody because we're going to continue to grow and get bigger and better. And uh, we want everybody to kind of come along on this ride with us. Absolutely. Uh, I could have said it better, Jay. Um, yeah, so next week uh, it'll be on Monday we'll be releasing Haunted Hollywood. Uh, so we hope you guys enjoy that. And then um, either Friday or Saturday we'll announce uh, either one of those two days we'll be doing the 50th episode. So we hope you guys uh, join us for that as well. Um, so um, another uh, topic I wanted to bring up, Jay. Oh, thank you, Jen. Appreciate it. Um, it's kind of more of a mainstream topic, so I kind of <laughs> wanted to jump off of, you know, make things half serious, half, you know, um, you know, joking. But uh, did you see your boy R. Kelly? He got charged today. No, I did not see that. Why is, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I sing, I sing ignition at karaoke one time. Suddenly that's he's my takes. boy. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. You're already a conspirator right there. So, yeah, he surrenders and charged with sexual abusing four or at least uh, three of them of minors. So, um, again, looks like he's in a lot of shit. Um, and it looks like things have finally, uh, finally caught, up, caught up to Mr. Uh, Robert Kelly. If the remix to ignition. Yeah, well. He's going to be out the kitchen. Well, he's going to be remixing his ass in the pen. That's what he's going to be doing. Yeah, and he's rolling his body with Bubba up. No, 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 sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, but, yeah, I mean, finally. Man. I mean, it's amazing that it took a documentary to remind everybody how much of a scumbag that he was. Because I remember this documentary that just came out, and everybody was, uh, like, a buzz about it. And they were like, oh, my God, can you believe how much of a dirtbag R. Kelly was? I'm like, um, everybody already knew how much of a dirtbag R. Kelly was. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? Ever since you know what's probably best. You know what's best about the whole, actually the whole, whole situation? What's that? You know what's funny about it? Is, uh, Macklemore. Yeah. In, in Thrift Shop. It was like his right. first big hit. Right. He says right there, smells like R. Kelly's sheets. Piss. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Nobody I mean... remembers. Nobody picked <laughs> up on it. <laughs> it, it, it. It's one of the best lines in any rap or any song really ever. Yeah. And uh, and we we totally blow right by it. Well, yeah. Well, it looks like um, R. Kelly. It just looks like his time caught up with him this time, and it looks like he's not going to get out of this one. So, um, it looks like he surrendered Friday night um, at the Chicago Police Department, and uh, looks like he's going to be spending some time there until they figure out what they're going to do with him. But again, I'm not surprised, um, and I just I don't understand why everybody's acting so surprised all of a sudden, but. Anyways. Actually loves R. Kelly. Is that what I'm reading? Yeah, I think that's what she says. <laughs> I don't judge. I, I mean, come on, man. No, hey, listen. You can you can separate the music and the the personal, right? Well, that that's how it works. I mean, when Terrell Owens was a 49er, I loved what he did on the field. I just didn't like all that stuff. Oh, Macklemore, not R. Kelly. Okay. Ah, there we go. My bad. My Correction. bad. Correction. My Correction. bad. 
My yeah, bad. Yeah. We all love we all love Macklemore. How can you not? The guy wears a hoodie pajamas. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> well, <laughs> another um, story that actually is more serious, Jay, and um, I wanted to bring up. And it's why do you keep doing this to me, dude? Hey, man, we got to be serious too, man. We can, you know, talk about R. Kelly and his like, you know, his issues and you know him abusing women, and now we can go to some other shit. Um, so the feds have proposed a plan on passing a law that would garnish wages from those who own student loans. Hmm. So, uh, I'm good. My, my loans are paid. <laughs> I don't have any, so I'm good, too. I don't have any. I'm um, good. But for those out there that do have student loans, it looks like the feds have actually proposed some type of legislation uh, where it would allow them to actually garnish wages from people directly from their, you know, their pay. And uh, so thanks to a new proposal currently making its way through the Senate, student loan borrowers could soon have their loan payments directly taken from their paychecks. Uh, Senator uh, Lamar Alexander, a Republican <clears throat> from Tennessee, chairman of the Senate Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions Committee, explained that this bill could affect those 40 million people currently holding student debt. I think this proposal is likely to become law after several uh, some tweaks. Uh, said Mark Kantrowitz, a student loan expert. Naturally, consumer watchdogs are crying foul, calling this a mandatory wage garnishment, quote-unquote. Um, and for borrowers with tight budgets, they need to be navigated on a monthly basis. Forced automatic payroll withholdings may mean diverting money away from rents, heat, food, and other uh, orders to, to you know pay their student loans, as reported by the National Consumer Law Center state. So... They're basically saying that they're going to be able to try to pass a law to where they can just take the the debt that you owe from the student debt uh, right from your paycheck, which is um, that's crazy to think. I mean, I I mean, I I honestly have mixed emotions about it. I have okay. mixed emotions about it. Because uh, on the one hand, on the one hand, the government should not be telling you where you got to spend your money. Absolutely. Like that's that's too big, brother. It's too big business. It it really is. Uh, it's them putting their hands in their pocket, in our pockets. Um, Absolutely. On the flip side to that, you borrow money as a loan or a grant, people should be paying them back. Now, the bigger question is though, how can, how can one, how can the government budget our money for us? It's kind of like the whole, uh, you know, Obamacare thing when if you don't have, uh, health insurance, you then have a bigger, you have to pay a tax penalty. Penalty, but, correct. But the insurance itself is almost impossible to be able to afford on, on what you make. Prime example, yes. uh, uh, I have a friend whose kids are on, uh, Florida Kid Care, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, his salary is majorly in, uh, bonuses. Okay. His, his rate was like 20 some odd dollars a month for the Florida Kid Care, uh, he had a really good year uh, where he almost doubled his salary and bonuses. But because the, all they saw was the tax returns, they his insurance bill went from 20 to $230 mm. without any warning or nothing. Yeah, yeah. And it's great. It's if great. this guy doesn't have as good a year, he's going to be in debt trying to pay simply for insurance for his kids. Right. It, it, Again, it goes back to the same central thesis. It's, it's money, 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 and at no point is anybody actually looking at the human side. Yes, okay, so someone goes to college, they're trying to do good for themselves, they want to put themselves 
on that next higher plane, and they go they get a student loan so they can pay for the colleges, which are already crazy expensive. Mm-hmm. So they pay all this money to get this college education, then they get out there in the workforce, and what do they find? Mm-hmm. They don't find no jobs. Right. So right. you have people with a four-year degree who are working at McDonald's, and I'm not trying to really actually slight people who work at McDonald's or people who have four-year degrees. I'm using it as an example. But they're not making enough money to survive, much less pay for a student loan with a degree that they're not using. Yeah, that's that's the, that's the sad part. And that's, you know, that's maybe part of maybe a conspiracy theory that maybe we need to kind of, uh, you know, look into because it seems like they know they like, they kind of bring you into this false sense of like, go to college, go find something and do it and get four year degree and get all the student loans that you can. And, you know, you're going to be able to pay them off. No problem. You know? And then, like you said, Jay, you get stuck in this fucking circle um, where like you have your four year degree and yes, actually you're right. It's been going on for years. And, um, and they do bend you over. And they do bend you over, and you have this four-year degree, and you're not even in the same industry what you of what you you know studied in, and you're not making nowhere near the same kind of money that you thought you'd be making, and for what? Now you're a hundred thousand dollars in student in debt, um, or you're an attorney and you're like two hundred thousand dollars in student debt, which I know some people are like that in that situation. Crazy, which is crazy. I mean, you're you're paying a student debt that's like a mortgage on a monthly basis. So I mean, is that the American dream? Is it? I mean, is that is that the is that the narrative that, that that people put out there? Is that the conspiracy theory? Is that the is that the false narrative that we put out there as far as what we think is what you're supposed to do? You know, go well, to college the, think, and go do that. Well, you know, I I think part of that false narrative though goes back to this almost uh, kind of utopian society we believe that America was back in the fifties and early sixties, right? Um, where you know, dad worked, mom stayed home, and a lot of guy, a lot of families had their own family businesses, and they provided for themselves, and they were independent, and they but they did it by getting a small loan from a bank with a small interest rate. They paid their bills on time, and yeah, that's great and that's wonderful, and and theoretically and and in a dream, it, it would be wonderful. Mm-hmm. But with today's economy. In today's society, that's not what it's about anymore. It's not about the government helping uh, society to reach and maximize our goals. It's about the government is almost th- – they're – it's like, they're like we're a, they're a like garden a of money. They're like a pimp. And they're like, hey, go out there and make me my money and come back bring me my money. Yeah. I mean, in a or, way. Or, yes. Yes, you you are right, but I, I the way I kind of tend to think of it is more it, it's we're a money farm, right? Right? We're we're like a bunch of crops that have been planted that once a month we sprout our taxes, social security, our insurance, our bills, our all those things, and we have no choice but to pay them. We we don't we we have no choice. So what are your options? If you're a small business person like you or like I, you know, we, we pay our bills on time, we do everything we can, but if you get a little bit behind, you just can never seem to catch up. And then right. you end up having to, you owe people more money, right? right. You get a credit card. You get a credit card with a $600 limit, right? And $600 is not a lot of money 
uh, in the grand scheme. All right. So you, you spend your limit of six hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You miss you miss one payment. Right. You miss one payment, or you're late. You're a couple right. days late with one payment, and next thing you know, your six hundred dollar limit. You are seven hundred dollars in debt because of interest and late fees, and mm-hmm. and they pile it up. And yes, they pile it up because there are people who do not pay their bills, who go ahead into uh, to credit card debt and have no interest in in paying it back. So they have to protect themselves. But on the flip side, you have good people who just have shit luck, so they can't help them. And it, it's right. it's becoming this this dirty, ugly cycle that I, I don't know how. Cycle. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how we get out of it. Uh, and, and and it sucks. It really sucks. I feel for anybody who goes through it. I mean, I just I just went. If I'm honest, I just went through it not too long ago. My uh, the apartment complex in which I live in, I went to pay something online, and there was there was an issue with the bank. Well, mm. nobody tells me. So then, seven days later, half of my rent isn't paid. Oh, really? <laughs> That's... And I get a note on my door saying that they're you know they're about to start the eviction process, and I'm like, I, I have the money. What was the problem? Like right, I, don't, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't I don't know what the problem is. Like right. it it escalated so quickly. So quickly. Uh, yeah. Now, thankfully, I was able to to go and get things straightened out. But do you know how many people couldn't go get it straightened out, or yeah. or mm-hmm. were too uh, you know too angry, like too too ready for conflict to go find the better solution? And, and all too often, that's what ends up happening is because we end up feeling uh, you know used and taken advantage of. We yeah. start a fight, but at the end of the day. Business A says business A is owed X amount of money for whatever amount of reasons, and sometimes you, you can't get out of it, and, and it really does. It all comes back to the same thing, which is it, it's all about revenue. You know, I saw it's all about revenue. It's all and, about yeah, revenue. You're absolutely right because that's where when you were able at that there was a certain time in America, I think, where going to college and going to get your degree was actually a beneficial thing, like in the 50s, 60s, and probably part of the 70s. Um, but I think in the 70s, that's where it kind of changed because we deregulated uh, education at that moment and we allowed companies to come in and, um, you know, monopolize being the bookmakers and uh, putting in the information that was going to be in these books, uh, being the ones that were going to be doing the testing for all standardized testing. Um, you know, so you had all these companies just coming in, trying to bid their way in to, you know, try to be the teachers of America when it really wasn't all about that. It was all about revenue, like what you're talking about. And that's why we're in the situation we are in now, where our children are being taught for standardized testing, pretty much. Um, they're well, being taught. There's, but there's, and there's a whole other part to this, though. At some point, we got so uh, embroiled with the thoughts of all of our children becoming uh, doctors and lawyers and, and, and you know, CEOs and, and all these, you know, Again, big money, big business type people that we totally forgot that we still need tradesmen. And there's nothing yeah. wrong. No. There's nothing wrong with being a carpenter or a mm-hmm. handyman or a plumber mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. an electrician. And, you know, my, my father was a general contractor. My uncle was a plumber. My grandfather was an electrician. I come from a lot of blue collar people and they did just, just fine for themselves. Uh, you know, in fact, one of my dad's favorite stories was about, do you remember Mr. Merkel from uh, Congress? Of course, yeah. Okay, so Mr. Merkel told me once because I had I, I I was a smart kid, but I didn't always get everything done within the time limit because I you know whatever. 
And one day Mr. Merkel told me that I, if I couldn't get things done on time, I would never be able to go to college. If I couldn't go to college, I couldn't get a job. And if I didn't get a job, I wasn't going to live a, a good, fulfilling life. So I went home. I'm seventh grade, so I'm 12 years old. Really upset, very sad. Uh, and my father promised that. Now, my father was kicked out of multiple high schools, barely finished high school, had a lot of problems in schools, went to, like, a reform school at one point, but eventually was able to, through hard work and being good at a trade, being a general contractor, um, he was able to make a really decent life for himself. Yeah. So, and again, that's not always the story, but this is what happened with my particular father. So, uh, my dad told, tells me the next day, instead of riding the bus to school, that he was going to take me. So my father takes me to school and talks to, to Mr. Merkel, and long story short, uh, after Mr. Merkel confirmed that he did say that if I didn't go to college, I wouldn't be able to have a good life, my dad said, you know, Mr. Merkel, did you go to college? And he said, well, yes, sir, I did. And my dad goes, well, I didn't go to college. I barely graduated high school, and I've got one of my paychecks in my front pocket. Do you want to compare paychecks? See which one of us makes more money? <laughs> to which Mr. Oracle said, no, I got it. And then I eventually was allowed to take some little work home to help me get things done. Yeah. Now, the big moral of that story is you don't have to go to college to be successful. Yes, we would all like our children mm-hmm. to be as successful as possible, but I think sometimes we get so embroiled in that American dream that we forget that not every child is meant for college. I wasn't meant for college. My son is not meant for college. I'm okay with my son not going to college. I don't care if he's not a doctor or a lawyer. I don't care if he's a janitor. If he's a janitor, he's the best janitor he can be. And is happy, then that's all that matters. And that is where I think we get lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. And yes, Gina, you are awesome. That's right. <laughs> Even though you barely finished high school. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's not talk to you about you barely finishing high school with the uh, <laughs> box of of notes that were pre signed. Oh, that's that. Oh, um, shit! I shouldn't have told that. Yeah, dirty family secrets coming out on Instagram. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, whoa, whoa! How did, why? Why are you? Why are you saying we're family? I'm we don't have to say much. Yeah. She's, all right. She's my sister. Yes, yes. And um, she, is, she is super awesome when she's not being a super jerk. <laughs> um, well, listen. Love you, uh, Sid. Love you. Yes, we love you, Gina. Um, so another story I wanted to bring up. It looks like gun confiscation has hit an unprecedented new heights as hundreds of citizens have gun seized under red flag laws. Now, um, supposedly now under the Trump administration, there's more... <laughs> Gun seizing happening now. Um, what's going on, Jay? I thought they're not supposed to take the guns away. I'm not supposed to take my guns. You're not supposed to take my guns. Well, all right. First off, America. America. First <laughs> off, here's the thing: an unarmed public is an easier public to control. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Okay, and I understand that a lot of people think that, and this we we talk a while back about doing a Second Amendment gun, uh, show, and I think at some point we need to do a Second Amendment show because it's a very interesting topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the long and the short of it, and again, this is coming from somebody who's only shotgun twice in my life. Uh, <laughs> if we are unarmed, we are easier to control. Now, I do not believe that a person having an M16 in their home uh, necessarily is going to keep out the SWAT team if the SWAT team wants to get in your house. And I don't think that an M16 is necessarily uh, needed in a home. That being said, the 
whole thing about the land of the free and the home of the brave is the fact that if I want to own an M16, I should be able to own an M16 as long as I'm not a convicted felon. Have you have been proven to use M16s for I don't know, picking people off in clock towers? Yeah. If I'm a good dude, then I shouldn't. I should be able to own whatever I want without anybody questioning what I'm doing. So, That's right. but unfortunately, the state in which we live, things are contentious. There is a divide between civilians and uh, police officers who are sworn to protect our freedoms. But sometimes those, those police officers um, in the heat of the moment or because they're dirty or whatever the, the backstory might be. Um, trained well. There's, there, there's a lot of, there's a million different reasons. They did an episode on, on, on uh, police, which we'll get into with episode 50. Because um, yes. it was one of my favorite episodes. It was mine The whole well. me getting harassed by the cops. <laughs> Live on the podcast. <laughs> Live on the podcast. <laughs> Only me. Only you, Only Jay. me. Only me. <laughs> Most people would have thought Why it was me, but no. <laughs> no, it was, it was the white guy. You? It was the white guy. <laughs> it, it was the cracker. <laughs> uh, so, uh, there's, I mean, at, at the end of the day, yes, if the SWAT team wants to come in, a civilian is really not going to be able to keep them out. But, but, if at any point we have to defend our freedom, like we have in the past, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and maybe we're talking 1700s, maybe we're talking 1800s, maybe we're talking 1980s with Reaganomics. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do to protect yourself. Yeah, we sometimes. should, as a society, be able to have guns for our own individual protection. There really shouldn't be any reason why the government should be able to come in and just take our guns for the simple sake of taking our guns. It, it, it weakens us as a nation. It makes us less capable, and it gives us less freedom. This whole country was built on the basis of freedom, and now it's no longer about freedom. It's becoming almost uh, kind of a, a, an empire state. It is an empire state. It's a very capitalist empire state, unfortunately. And, um, you know, you have the media out there that is just, uh, you know, run by opinion, and it just it fuels a lot of the – the anger and the divide that this country has, unfortunately. And, um, you know, it, it unfortunately only highlights the bad and the ugly of this country, not the good, you know what I mean? And that's uh, that's what gets front page is all the bad, you know what I mean? Um, and, that, and that's the sad part of what, you know, the, the, the and, current state of what we live in currently now. You know? and, that, and that is what drives newspapers, and it's what drives news, and it's what drives rating and it's mm -hmm. what drives money and it's it again it all comes back to the same thing you know i don't believe that like ashley says uh, you know abuse of their power and mm -hmm. some do and some do not but at the end of the day at the end of the day sometimes at the lower levels your street cops or your basic police officers they're doing their job they're told to do something they go do it to the best of their ability and sometimes they get put in bad in bad situations that none of us would be able to come out of without making a mistake or without screwing up. And they need the benefit of the doubt um, to a point just as much as, as, as any one of us do with anything. Right. Um, and you, you can't – unfortunately, we can't paint with such a wide brush, such a general brush that mm -hmm. every cop is dirty or abuses their right. power. Just right. like we can't paint with the brush that every – Every white person is racist, or every you know 
every Latino likes tacos. I don't know. Right. Like, we can't just generalize everything. You have to take it on a specific basis. But the problem is there's so many people on the planet now, and there's so many things happening, and it happens so fast, especially with social media. There's so much information out there that it, it almost makes it impossible to take things on a case-by-case basis because we want answers. We want it now because we are a society built on instantaneous gratification. Same reason why there's not there's one cash register at, at McDonald's. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's only one cash or uh, Walmart. Um, let me see what else. So uh, there's more awareness of mental illness. Like control, mental illness, a basic uh, test of something. And that's true. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. That's, it's a very good point you made there. Uh, limited training as far how to appropriately respond to situations. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's the problem. Unfortunately, you know, I have a um, a family member who's a a law enforcement officer in Connecticut and. Um, you know, we talk on occasion, not very often, but on occasion, and we talk about stuff like this that, you know, that comes up, and and it's just, uh, we kind of come to the same agreement that it's, a lot of it is just bad training, and just not enough training, um, and yeah. it, it has a lot to do with the, you know, the funds that these, these uh, you know, these uh, municipalities are under at that moment. You know, uh, a lot of these times, you know, these poor, uh, you know, cities, the cops, you know, the, the resources that the cops themselves don't have a lot to begin with, you know what I mean? And then you need, you know, you, there's a certain level of training that you need to have for these people to respond to these situations properly. And if you don't have the funding for that and, you know, you are just kind of half-assing their, you know, the training, you know, you're going to have situations that are going to come up like that where, you know, it's not going to be good for anybody, you know? And so... That's um. That's I think is probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest, um, reasonings for a lot of this. What you see now. No, absolutely, uh, absolutely. It's just like anything else. Uh, there should be longer training cycles. There should be uh, better training. And honestly, at this point, we should be more understanding of people who have uh, mental incapacities or mental illness or uh, that are going through things. And we, we should be able to be more understanding, but unfortunately, in today's society, again, it's, it's how fast and how efficient you can run through things without really true human connection. Uh, that's right. a big problem that we're going through with everything. Is there's, not, there's not enough human connection, so there's not enough understanding of those who have mental illness, mm-hmm. and that's a, that's a shame um, because there's so much of it out there, and that comes with having a bigger population. The more people you have on the planet, the more we're going to have what used to be, you know, 30, 40 years ago, isolated or minimalistic uh, situations, and they're Mm -hmm. going to multiply and exacerbate. And that's exactly what's happening is you have more people today with mental illness than you had 20 years ago because there's more people, period. And we need to be be understanding and prepared to handle those situations. Uh, A lot of mental breakdowns are in psychosis. And cops don't know how to respond. It's automatic, physical, violent response. Yeah, I mean yeah, that's that's yeah. what they resort to. Uh, I mean, I mean that's prime, how they... uh, prime example is our uh, our our episode on on uh, police. Right, right. I you mm-hmm. if you hear the if you hear the the audio, uh, I don't Which, know. If MN, tune in next Saturday e, because it's gonna be replayed. It's gonna be, yeah, replayed. It's gonna be it's gonna replayed next Saturday. It's gonna be replayed. You're gonna hear how Jerry uh, responded. I can tell you, yeah, I responded like a scared little bitch. Uh, 
<laughs> but that's the whole thing. If if uh, if I hadn't kept my wits about me, if I had been um, maybe not as mentally stable as I am, if I mm. hadn't been as calm and cool a customer as I am, when the police officer grabbed me by my shoulder, and again, we talked with Doug, and we understand that he was trying to, to control the situation to make sure that he could get home safely, and, and at the end, he shook my, he helped me up off the ground, he shook my hand, he apologized, he thanked me for my timing, understanding, and, and uh, um, cooperation. But if he, hit, when he grabbed me, if I become combative, as a lot of people would in that situation, I could see how very quickly that could turn to a violent and nasty ending. And I was lucky enough to be surrounded by a bunch of what seemed to be very experienced police officers, and they were all very cool in a very tense situation. Oh, they were There's cool because they had AR-15s. You didn't have shit out of you except for a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be cool, too. <laughs> I had the people, bro. I had yeah, the yeah. people. Yeah, you, you were armed with a cell phone, <laughs> and they came out guns a-blazing with AR-15s, uh, bro. And it ski masks. Did they have ski masks on, Jay, or no? They didn't no. have ski masks. No, okay. I'll they did have bulletproof vests. They did okay. have bulletproof vests. Yeah. And they, they, did, they did come up without lights. And they surround me very quickly. <laughs> oh boy! Whew. And at first, at first, yeah. you'll hear me say, "Oh, I say, I'm gonna get a piece of shit." And then yeah. uh, next thing I know, I'm on the ground. You are the shit. Up like this. I was yeah. the shit. You were the I was shit. The shit. Yeah. I, w- I was the poo. Oh uh, my gosh! But again, you, I I saw it then, <laughs> and it's why I want to talk about it on that very next episode was how quickly things could have gone uh, wrong or gone awry. Mm-hmm. Had I not kept my cool and my wits, um, which not a lot of people could do, um, I'm not trying to, to pat myself on the back. I've just always been very level-headed. Right. Uh, but also, if, the, if if those police officers hadn't been as cool and calm and collected as they were, it could have ended very badly. So I got I got lucky on multiple fronts, and I could see very quickly how the, that could have turned poorly in a million other different situations by a million, with a million other variables, there's almost no, it's almost impossible to, to mathematically equate it out exactly how that could have played with all the different things that could have happened. Uh, I got very, very lucky, and I'm very happy I did, but I want to take that opportunity to point out how uh, we need to, with the police, with with. Really, with, with the government itself, we need to find a way to come to a happy medium, a happy middle mm. ground. But the problem is it can't just be one side. It can't just be the civilians. It can't just mm. be the normal populace coming out to the, to the to police and the FBI and the judges and the judicial mm. and the uh, you know executive branches putting out our hands saying, we wave an olive branch, what can we do? And them coming back and saying, well, you need to give us more money. Taxes, yeah, guns, yeah. And, and so it, yeah. it's got to be a two-way street, and that's that's where we're currently at. It's not a two-way street. It's very. It's one not, time. and the uh, the relationship, like you said, between civilian and you know a law enforcement officer has, you know, probably been at a no lower point now than it ever has been. Um, and you know, it's funny. I love seeing those videos on Facebook where you see like a station of cops like go play basketball with a group of kids that are hanging out at the park. You know what I mean? Or uh, I saw one the other day where it was a group of cops who actually, they were part of SWAT and they came in their fucking big SWAT truck and they actually yeah. had a snowball fight with a bunch of kids that were snowballing. Oh, I saw that one. That was a good one. Yeah. 
So I, you know, you know, just things like, you know, things like that. You know, you, you only see them in you know spurts and things like that. Um, you know, it's just the problem is is that you, I wish you saw more of it. There was somebody that had real quick before we do our goodbyes and all that, that had said uh, was the DMBG had mm-hmm. said he wouldn't play devil's advocate if had if I had been a different race. Um, that would have ended very differently. Uh, I don't, I don't know that for sure. I know that my interactions with police before might have been um, somewhat fueled by my race because obviously <coughs> I'm a white guy. But the person mm-hmm. we're looking for was white. I matched. I matched the description minus right. the gold teeth. Um, <laughs> You got that rid of that they, girl. You got rid of that girl real quick, right? Right before they tackled that you. That was that was what saved me. Um, <laughs> but a lot of times, a lot of times, things can uh, spiral out of, out of control very, very quickly. I also know yeah. of people of race who have had interactions kind of like that, who reacted very similarly. So I, I'm with you. I, I, I'm not saying there's not some uh, racial divide. In fact, it's been proven that there is that our government is racist uh, by by. It's standards. It's it's on the very ground floor. It's very racist. So I'm not saying it's not. Uh, I am saying that I believe we we need to take things uh, piece by piece, day by day, and individual interactions. And I think that if more people kept their cool, it might turn out somewhat differently. That's right. my opinion. I can't. I can't either. I can't prove it or disprove it one way or the other because I think there's been so many. There's almost been too much data. You know what I mean? Right. You're right. You're so, absolutely right. I, I, yeah. I agree. I, I agree. There is some racist issues to it. Um, but, yeah, as much. Yeah. Much. Well, again, for those that are just joining, sorry, again, uh, we got cut off at the hour uh, mark there, and uh, <laughs> it automatically cuts you off at an hour, so it cut everybody off. So, again, I apologize. But uh, we're bringing the uh, podcast to a final halt here for the evening. Uh, I wanted to thank everybody that uh, came on and interacted with us and, uh, you know, spoke with us. And um, please, next week, we'll be announcing um, our 50th episode, either Friday or Saturday. More likely, probably might be on Saturday. Um, but we'll figure it out. We'll let you know. And, um, you know, we hope you guys enjoy it. And, um, again, hope you guys enjoyed tonight. And uh, check us out. You can find us on all the platforms. Uh, I wanted to, one thing to announce, Jay, and we talked about it um, earlier this week. We are now on Stitcher. Uh, Stitcher, if uh, for those that don't know out there, is the largest uh, uh, purveyor of podcasts um, out there. And uh, basically what they do is they compile every show. I mean, every big show that you know um, that's out there is on Stitcher. So um, we are very happy and uh, proud to be part of the family at Stitcher. Uh, and uh, we're hoping to get on Spotify very soon. So after that, Jay, um, that's it. We've been on every pretty much every big platform. So guys, there's no guys. Sky's the limit. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I, th- I think a big part of it is, um, you know, obviously you and I have known each other since the fourth grade. We go way back. It's a very easy, mm-hmm. just like I said from our very first episode together. Uh, it's just it, we have a very natural natural flow. Uh, Jen, Ashley, we love you guys too. Thank you so much yes, for thank following. Thank you guys. Thank you to everybody that uh, supported us thus far, and keep talking about it because the more we all talk about it, the more we get together, the more we uh, can really uh, unify ourselves the better a chance we have of actually making a change. And uh, that's a big thing for Dark Fringe Radio is not only for us to become more uh, more woke, but for us to become more unified. 
That's right. And uh, to be able to talk about everything and anything. So, um, and uh, have, you know, different views on it. And that's the main, you know, goal uh, here for us is to be able to do that. And, you know, uh, we hope you enjoyed. And again, uh, catch us on Monday. We'll be uh, releasing another episode. Uh, it's going to be regarding Haunted Hollywood. And we really uh, put a lot of effort and research into that, Jay and I. Uh, so we hope that you guys enjoy that. Um, and then at the end of the week, we'll be having our 50th episode. Um, if you want to send us any suggestions, any show mail, uh, you can send it to us at thedarkfringe at gmail.com. Again, that's thedarkfringe at gmail.com. Again, you can catch us on all the uh, normal places where you can find podcasts, Stitcher, uh, iTunes, uh, Google Play, SoundCloud, Player FM. We're all over the place. YouTube, please uh, go out on YouTube. But one thing we do ask, if you do uh, listen to us on any of those platforms, give us a five-star rating and a liking and a comment. Um, that helps us out tremendously. Uh, we don't ask anything from you guys to do this podcast uh, just for you guys to go on there and give us that, um, you know, five-star rating and um, comment. So whatever you guys can do to do that, we'd appreciate it. Um, and that's it. That's it for the week, Jay. Uh, um, Will Martinez, Jay Galosi, thank you for joining me this week. And uh, we'll see you again on Monday with a brand-new episode of Dark Fringe Radio. Hope you guys enjoyed tonight. See you again. <laughs>